This morning, uh, as we've been on this series about all in and looking at what it really means to be all in with the Lord. What does it mean? And we used uh, that uh, kind of a symbol you see here of uh, someone putting all their chips in for poker. Now, we're not advocating nor encouraging you to play poker. We would encourage you to do the exact opposite. But all in is a term that people understand from the playing of poker and understand the principles. And that is, I'm taking all my chips, all that I've got, all of me, and I'm putting it in, betting I'm going to win it all. That I'm going to turn out being a winner. And that's what we're kind of looking at from a spiritual standpoint. And that is putting all your life, all your chips in and betting that you're going to come out a winner when you put it all in with Jesus. This morning, as we look at this uh, theme of all in, I want to look at this subject, and that is, I surrender all. I surrender all. The uh, choir led us in some of the uh, singing about songs about surrendering all, and even the song, I surrender all. And today, as we look at the scriptures, the uh, Lord is really making a statement that if you're going to be a follower of Christ, you really got to surrender all. And we're going to look at this morning what Jesus is saying about surrendering all or being all in. Let's look at this. I'm going to read this out of the NIV this morning in Luke chapter 9 and beginning in verses 18 through 26. And I'm also, Jesus, his words are recorded in Matthew chapter 16. And I'm going to make some reference to that. So don't let that get you confused as we go along. But Luke chapter 9 verses 18 through 26 says... Once when Jesus was praying in private and his disciples were with him, he asked them, who do the crowds say I am? It would be kind of a question today if the Lord got us all together and say, all right, who do the masses of people say I am? If we just kind of went around and asked people where you work at, where you go to school at, the, the activities you're involved in, if we just add the masses and uh, ask the crowds of people, who do they say I am? Who is Jesus? What answers you might get? And then it goes on in verse 19 that they replied, and this is what the disciples said, Well, Lord, some are saying you're John the Baptist. Others say Elijah. And still others that you're one of the prophets of long ago who has come back to life. And then verse 20, Jesus said this, But what about you? Suddenly getting kind of a little personal. Remember, he said, all right, who do the crowds say? Who do the masses of people that you're hanging out with? If you ask them, who is Jesus? Who would they say that I am? They said, well, we, some people have said you're Elijah. Some say that you're John the Baptist. Some say that you're one of the prophets that died and have come back to life. And it's kind of like Jesus said, huh, that's interesting. But, but what about you, cowboy? Who do you say I am? How about you, Donna? How about you, Teresa? How about you? Who do you say that Jesus is? In verse 20, but what about you, he asked. Who do you say I am? And Peter answered. Peter was always outspoken. He said, you are the Christ of God. He said, I know who you are. You're not Elijah. You're not John the Baptist. You're not a prophet. But you're the Christ of God. You're the Son of God. You're the one that we've been looking for. You're the Messiah. The Christ meant the, the Messiah, the anointed one, and the children of Israel had always been looking for someone who would be the anointed of God that would come and deliver them from the oppression of other people and be their leader. And so Peter says, you're that one we've been looking for. 
Verse 21, Jesus strictly warned them not to tell this to anyone. And he said, the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law. And he must be killed and on the third day be raised. That seems a little strange. He said, who do you say I am? And Peter says, you're the Christ. He says, okay, based on you understanding that, I want you to know that that I'm going to suffer many things. I'm going to be rejected by all the religious leaders of the law, and I'm going to be killed, and on the third day I'm going to be raised back to life. Now, that's not the ordinary thing that people say to you, is it? Not your ordinary statement. He knows it's pretty dramatic. And it's a dramatic thing that it's kind of like if somebody just came up to you that maybe it's just kind of a random friend and said, hey, do you know what? And they start telling you, now don't tell nobody. And inside you're going, okay, I'll just tell so-and-so because they won't tell nobody else. And you tell them and then they say, okay, all right, I won't tell nobody. Just so-and-so because they won't tell nobody else. I always get tickled when I, I have several situations of times when somebody will say, you know, well, I didn't tell anybody. I remember I was in a, in a husband and wife situation where there was supposed to be some news that was being held and, and the, one of them was telling me the news and the other one was saying, what are you doing telling him? Well, I thought we weren't supposed to tell nobody. Well, I only told so-and-so. You only told them. Well, I, and I, well, I told so-and-so, but they won't say nothing. I'm thinking, yeah, and they told so-and-so and they said, I, don't you tell nobody, you know? You know how it goes. And so Jesus is saying, I'm telling you something rare and unique that could spread like wildfire, but don't say a word. Verse 23 says, Then he said to them all, he's just giving them some dramatic news. And then he said to them all, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will save it. And what good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit his very self? Matthew chapter 16, he says, and lose his own soul. Verse 26 says, If anyone is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his glory and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. Now we're looking at I surrender all and I think that probably one thing that this scripture that by what Jesus is saying really answers, what does it mean to surrender all? If I were to look you in the eyes and say, as Michael said, have you surrendered all? If I asked you to say, if you've surrendered all, you might ask the question, what does it mean to surrender all? What does it mean? Well, Jesus kind of spells it out for us. And if you have your app, you can open it up there and look at the uh, sermon notes. But Jesus kind of spells out to us what it means to surrender all. And here's what Jesus says. He says, if anybody's going to come after me, then he says, number one, to surrender all means to deny yourself. And that denying yourself is basically denying yourself for God's purpose. So Jesus is saying, all right, if you say you're all in and that you're surrendering all to me, and you're going to be one of my followers, you're going to be a Christian, then it means that you got to deny yourself for God's purpose in your life. Denying yourself means that I'm going to give up my own personal plans that I may have made in my own personal mind. I'm going to give up any of the direction that I'm thinking I want to go to life and just say, okay, God, what's your purpose? What do you want me to do? That's denying yourself. And you know, for someone to deny themselves, there's got to be something 
that's of more importance, doesn't there? And that's what Jesus is saying here. You've got to come to the reality of what's really important in life. And so if you're going to follow me, if you're going to surrender all, then you've got to deny yourself for whatever God's purpose is in your life. Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but I would raise my hand if I asked the question, how many of you had a plan in your life and then when you really surrendered all to God, God had a different plan? My hand would go up because as a shocker, I never planned to be a preacher. If you've ever heard me share any about my testimony that when I was in high school, I didn't like to be around crowds. And when Joyce and I was in speech class and everybody was going to have to give a speech, that was so weighing on me. I thought, me and Joyce, we're giving ours first so that we can get it over with and I don't have to go through the whole semester being all tore up about standing in front of the whole class and giving a speech. So me and Joyce volunteered, we'll go first. We were dating at that time and so we volunteered, we gave our speech, and I thought, man, that was tough, but it's over with, done. I am a free man. Then our teacher got sick and was out the rest of the semester, and nobody had to give their speech. <laughs> That's the way it goes sometimes. But denying yourself of God's purpose is just to take, all right, my plans may have been this plan. I always liked building and doing things with wood and so forth. So my plan was, I'd like to just build houses and sell them. Build houses. God said, you know, my plan is for you to preach the gospel. Tell others about me. And so to surrender all, I had to deny myself and my plan and to follow what God's plan was. And Jesus said, you've got to deny yourself if you're going to follow me. That's part of surrendering all. But then he said, take up your cross. And when you, when you see that, take up your cross... Everybody will see that and they'll kind of take off in different directions. Well, take up your cross means this. Take up your cross does that and means this and that and the other. Taking up your cross, when Jesus took up that cross, the cross, some people will say, well, taking up your cross means being willing to sacrifice some things in your life. Because Jesus was sacrificed. But everybody understood at that time that the cross meant one thing. Not that you were just going to suffer, but you were going to die. The cross meant death. And so when Jesus says, take up your cross, I'm feeling like that he probably means what he says in the scriptures, and that is to die to the sin in your life. To take up your cross means that whatever sins have become a part of your life, taking up your cross means to die out to them because sometimes there are sins in our life we kind of like, don't we? Now, you don't have to shake your head. But sometimes we have sins in our life we kind of like, and we like hanging on to them. We really don't want to let go of them. And Jesus says, if you're going to be surrendering all to me and follow me, then you've got to be willing to take up your cross to die to those sins that maybe you've kind of been hanging on to even after you accepted Christ as your Savior. That's part of surrendering all. And then he said, follow me. To surrender all means to follow Jesus for whatever he desires for your life. Whatever direction he wants you to go, whatever steps he wants you to take, Whatever moments He wants to use you, that is following Jesus. That means following His Word and living out in a way that would please Him. And so when I look at these scriptures in Luke chapter 9, and Jesus says, if you're going to be a follower of mine, you've got to deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. I'm seeing that Jesus is telling me what it means to surrender all. That I've got to deny myself for God's purpose. That I've got to take up my cross so as to die to my sins. 
and I've got to follow Jesus for whatever He desires for my life. Now, I've just given you what Jesus said, which I believe is a summary of what it means to surrender all. But I want to give you a shocker this morning. I don't think for most people it matters as much what it means to surrender all. I think for most people, what matters the most is why. It's not what it means to surrender all, but why should I surrender all? I can can give you, spell it out, you know, of what it means to surrender all, and you say, okay, I understand, great, but why should you? Individually, plug your name in there. Why should you surrender all? And you know what? Jesus, in His infinite wisdom, wove the why in there. Of why, when He gave us this synopsis of denying ourselves, taking up our cross, and following Him, He really came to the point of telling us why each one of us should make a decision to surrender all. And there are all kind of realities that need to set into us. I believe the first reality of why you and I should surrender all is the reality of who Jesus is as God's Son. You see, if I said, hey, won't you just surrender to me, Brett Yeager, the pastor, won't you surrender to me? You'd be going, okay, what have you been drinking lately? What kind of drugs you been taking? Why should I surrender to you? You're just the pastor, the preacher. You could ask the same question. Why should you surrender to Jesus? Some people even sitting in here today may say, you know, I, I don't really know a whole lot about Jesus. I've heard His name, but... I understand he's supposed to be God's son, so why in the world should I take my life and just surrender it to him for whatever this Jesus would want me to do? Well, I think the reality of who Jesus is as God's son is one of the main reasons of why we surrender all. And we go back to those early scriptures when Jesus was there with the disciples. And remember, he asked the question, who did the crowd say that I am? And they said, all right, here's what some of the people are saying. And then he said... Okay, what really matters, though, is not what everybody else is saying. It's what do you say? Who I am to you? You know what Jesus was doing? He was getting into their own personal life one-on-one. Because Peter spoke up for himself and he said, I'll just tell you what I think. I'll tell you who you are to me. You are the Christ of God. You're the Messiah. You're the anointed one. You're the one that we've been expecting to come and make a difference in our life. So why should you and I, plug your name in there, why should you and I surrender all to Jesus? We just understood what Jesus said, surrendering all means, what it means to surrender all, but why in the world should I do it? It's because of the reality of who Jesus is as God's Son, and for me I would say, and as the Savior of my life. That Jesus is not only just a person that we read about in the Bible, we hear stories about, but He truly is God's Son. And according to the Scriptures, which I believe with all my heart, He truly died for Brett Yeager's sins. And the Bible says, for the wages or the penalty of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so why? Because the reality is Jesus is really God's Son. And He really did die for my sins. And so I owe Him something, don't I? I owe Him to surrender all that I have to Him. The other reality is that not only that Jesus is God's Son and that He is my Savior, but the other reality is that I can lose my soul. 
If I don't surrender all to Jesus, then I could actually lose my soul. And I want you to listen here what the scripture says. It says, for whoever wants to save his life, this is in verse 24, for whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will save it. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit his very self? Now, I want to read this in Matthew chapter uh, 16 because it's got a little bit more bite to it in there. Here's what it says in verse 25 of Matthew 16. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life from me will find it. And what good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world and yet he forfeits his own soul? Now your soul is your very being of who you are. I have a physical body that my soul is living in, but the personality that you know, Brett Yeager, is that soul that lives in me. It's that breath of life that God put into this body. And so here that soul, the Bible tells us, lives on for all of eternity. There is no end. The soul will either end up after it leaves this physical body that will die, it will either spend eternity in a place called heaven or a place called hell. And here the Bible is saying, why you should surrender all to Jesus, and that is because of the reality that you could lose your soul if you don't surrender all. The true being of who you are, where your true being will spend all of eternity. And I like, I shouldn't say I like, I, the reality of what's being said here in the Scriptures is, says that what good is it if a person gains the whole world? If you've got all the money you need, if you've got the nicest car that you could ever drive, if you have the nicest home and the nicest clothes, if you have all the hobby items that you really like and you get the best of the best of them, if you die and you've gained all that, but you lose your soul and it spends the eternity in a place called hell where the Bible says is outer darkness, where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. If your soul ends up there, what have you gained? The reality is if we don't surrender all to the Lord, then we can lose our soul. And you know, there's been a saying over the years that the little thing that sounds kind of a little catchy, especially for us men, whoever dies with the most toys wins. Any of y'all ever heard that before? Whoever dies with the most toys wins. That's, that's for us guys. For the ladies, I guess it would be something like this. Whoever dies with the most shoes wins. I saw a few men going... Those are little things that are just saying sometimes our minds, we get so consumed with toys and shoes and clothes and things of this world that we go after it and we want to get everything that we can. I, I love toys. I love tools. When I was growing up, my dad had about every tool that you can imagine. If you woodworking, he had it. Metalworking, he had it. Repairing, he had it. And I grew up with the mentality that I got to have every tool too until one day God gave a shocking reality to me. He said, Brett, you're not a carpenter, you're not a mechanic, you're not a welder, you're a preacher and you don't need every tool. I said, oh God, but I love tools, God. He said, it's not who dies with the most tools wins. And here the Bible's letting us know that if you gain the whole world, if you got the most toys, the most tools, or the most shoes... You don't win. It's whoever has Jesus that wins in their life. So why should I surrender all to the Lord? 
The reality is that I can lose my soul if I don't surrender all to Him. You say, well, wait a minute. I, I said a prayer. You know what I found out through the Bible? That to accept Christ as your personal Savior, to really give all to Him, it begins by acknowledging that you're a sinner and asking for His forgiveness and accepting His gift of salvation. But as I've looked to different people who have come to Jesus, some of them came and said, you know, Lord, I, I've done all the Ten Commandments. I've been a good boy. I've been a good girl. And then the Lord would say, okay, if you have, go do this and follow me. And then they go away sorrowful. You know why Jesus said that to them? Because He knew the truth of their heart. Okay, let me do one, two, three, and four. And I, I'm good. I'm ready to go to heaven. And I go ahead and do about whatever I want to. But the Lord knows that was just fire insurance. When you really have Jesus Christ as your Savior is when your heart is totally in. And here the Bible is saying, why should I surrender all to the Lord is the reality that I could lose my soul. The third thing that I see is why I should surrender all to the Lord, and that is the reality is that the greatest rewards come for surrendering all. You see, I read that in Luke, and it says that the Lord will come with His angels, but I want you to listen to what it says here in verse 27 of Matthew chapter 16. It says, For the Son of Man is going to come in His Father's glory with His angels, and then He will reward each person according to what He has done. The greatest rewards come to those who have surrendered all. And the crazy thing is that Satan has us messed up in our minds that think, if I surrender all to the Lord, I'm going to have to give up and have less. When the Lord is saying, when you surrender all to me, you have more and you gain the most. But the devil deceives us, doesn't he? I surrender all. Jesus said, here's what it means to surrender all. Deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. But Jesus also wove into there what really gets at the root of most people and that is, why in the world should I surrender my life to this man named Jesus who says he's the Son of God? And the reality is that when you surrender all to Him, you're surrendering to Jesus, God's Son, who will be your Savior. You're surrendering to the reality that if you accept Him, you gain your soul, instead of losing your soul. And the reality is that when you surrender all to Him, you get the greatest blessings and benefits and rewards in your life. I want to ask you to bow your heads. Surrendering all. It begins when you don't know Christ, when you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Savior. That's where it begins to be all in, to surrender all. And today, if you're here and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, then I want to give you a challenge to look at your own personal life and say, is it worth it for me to gain everything else I want and lose my soul and spend eternity in a place called hell? You see, Jesus is God's Son. He did die for your sins. And He desires that you accept Him as your Savior so that you can have eternity in a place called heaven. If you've never accepted Christ as your Savior today, I want to invite you to pray this prayer silently in your heart. A prayer right after me. Dear Lord... I know I've sinned, I know I've made some mistakes, and I know I need you. And without you, I lose my soul. Without you, I spend eternity in a place called hell. So today I'm asking you to forgive me my sins, and I surrender all to you. 
Now, while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you pray that prayer to invite Jesus into your life and you really mean it, while nobody else is looking around, would you just slip up your hand to say, Pastor, I prayed that prayer. I invited Jesus in my heart and I really mean it. While nobody's looking around. Thank you. Now, maybe today, maybe you're a Christian. You know that you've prayed to accept Christ as your Savior, but you're really not all in. You haven't surrendered all. You're not living like Jesus is truly your Savior. You're not living like the means that if you really are surrendered all to Him, that's where the greatest blessings and rewards come from. But you want to be and you want me to pray for you. Would you just slip up your hand and say, Pastor, I want to live as I've surrendered all. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Heavenly Father, Lord, I come to you this morning and Lord, I lift up to you those who raise their hands. And Lord, I know that it's not halfway in to be a child of God, to be a Christian. It's either all in or not in at all. And Lord, I pray that today as we've looked at what you said in your word, Lord, that we've understand that what it is to surrender all, but most importantly, why? You wanted to know on a personal basis, who am I to you? And Lord, I believe right now that's a question you want to ring out in every heart today, and that is, how are you living your life? Who am I to you? Who do people see fully in your life that Jesus is to you? Have you surrendered all? Lord, I pray that each person is allowing your spirit to search their hearts. And Lord, for those who this morning are Christians, but they, they know that they haven't been living their life as they really have surrendered all. Lord, I pray that today for those who raised their hand, God, that you give them the strength and encouragement to be all in. And I know that surrendering all does mean denying yourself to your purpose. It does mean taking up our cross and dying to our sins, not allowing sin to control us or consume us. It means following you for whatever your purpose and plan is for our life, whatever you desire, whatever path you'd have us to go. And Lord, I pray that we'll understand that the reason why is really worth it. That the greatest life, the greatest rewards is following you. So for those who raised their hand and said, I want to surrender all and I want to live that way, God, I pray that you give them the strength and the guidance and the encouragement to know what it means to really be all in and to surrender all. And Lord, for those that uh, may be Christians that have uh, been holding back, still hanging on to some things, Lord, I pray that they'd realize what they're losing out on. And when we hang on to the world, because the Bible was very clear, you said it in your word. If we gain the whole world and we lose our soul, what have we gained? If we're hanging on to this and that and things that we want to do, Lord, I pray that we'd realize hanging on to the world means we're losing in heavenly gifts. So Lord, help us just to surrender all to you. And Lord, may our lives be different than when we came. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.